Well, we begin today our Lent series looking at confidence um, using materials from the LICC, the London Institute of Contemporary Christianity. We're thinking about what it means to have confidence in our faith. And what better uh, theme could we be looking at at this particular time that, uh, that so many things in our community uh, might uh, cause us to feel less confident, perhaps, than to be thinking about the confidence that we have in our faith. And particularly this week, our theme is confidence through being convinced. That word taken from verse 38 of Romans 8, being convinced, Paul says, for I am convinced. Our theme today is confidence through being convinced. We grow in our confidence in our faith and our ability to share the good news of our faith when we are convinced by it, truly convinced by it ourselves, about the truth of it, about God's word, about God's character, and about the relevance of all of these things and the life-changing impact that they have had and continue to have in each of our lives. If we are convinced of these things, then we will find that our confidence in them grows. Now, our two Bible readings this morning, Romans chapter 8 and John uh, chapter 3, if we had to pick, and I'm not sure if I feel comfortable doing this, but if I had to pick two highlights of the New Testament, Romans chapter 8 And John chapter 3 would would surely be up there. Many commentators and preachers have suggested that Romans is perhaps the greatest book in the New Testament, uh, outside of the Gospels perhaps. Um, Cambridge professor of theology David Ford said this. He said, St. Paul's Romans is one of the most important books of the Bible. Uh, Terry Virgo, the preacher, you may have heard of him, preacher and writer, he said this, uh, a grasp, the grasp of the truth in St. Paul's epistle to the Romans is utterly life-changing. And another biblical scholar from Cambridge, Peter Williams, says this, Romans is the highest peak in the mountain range of the New Testament letters. Well, if Romans is the highest peak. If we wanted to find out what's the very highest tip of that peak, uh, then we could do worse than to suggest that Romans chapter 8 might be it. And as I said, I, I, my favourite book of the Bible is, is the Bible. Um, the, all of it together, I'm not sure that I could, uh, could rank it. But if you were to take just perhaps the Gospels and Romans as a starting point, then you might have a pretty good idea of what the whole Bible is about, actually. Uh, The theology held within that book is rich and deep and certainly worth understanding. And particularly that chapter, chapter 8, is worth really studying and understanding. Because that chapter contains within it such a lot about what it means to live the Christian life, uh, what it means to be justified, what it means uh, to have all that we need to live for Christ, to be secure in the identity that we have in him and to live and speak for him in the places that we find ourselves. It's crucial, we might say, uh, using that word, uh, that 
that speaks about the cross. It is a crucial point of the Bible, Romans. Our everyday lives provide us with many opportunities to live and to speak for Jesus. But if you're anything like me, often we'll find our confidence fails us outside of our Christian circles, when we find ourselves in places of work, of rest and of play in secular society, perhaps the forces and the pressures that we encounter there just seem so powerful that our conviction and our confidence fail us and we find it difficult to live and speak for Jesus. Well, what does Romans chapter 8 show us about living and speaking for Jesus in the world, growing in our confidence through being convinced? Romans chapter 8, Paul says, God has not left us alone to do this. He says that we have been equipped by the Holy Spirit to live a life of integrity, of faith, and speak and live confidently for Christ wherever we may find ourselves. The word that Paul uses, convinced, means to be entirely persuaded of something, to just completely trust it to be so. Paul is so sure of the power and the victory of God and the equipping of the Holy Spirit, all that God has done and is doing in the world that he is able to say that he completely puts his trust in it. Is that any different for us today? Is God any less powerful and victorious than he has ever been? No. No. (laughs) Thank you, Arthur. You're you're right. (laughs) No, he is no less powerful and no less victorious than he has ever been. Perhaps, though... We are not always as convinced as St. Paul was. And because of that, we become less confident. But if we are in Christ, we have his spirit. That is a promise. We have God's spirit. So we can be convinced that all who are in Christ, all who have been given the Holy Spirit, can be convinced that nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ. That's what verse 35 says. Because Jesus has triumphed, he is victorious over everything that could possibly separate us from the love of God in Christ. The sin, the brokenness of the world which separated humanity from God has been overcome. So we can live as Christians by the power of the Holy Spirit. We are able to live in the truth and the benefit of being restored to God through Christ. And we can embrace the joy of that reality. Now, does that mean that there isn't cause for us to sometimes feel discouraged? No. Paul lists here all sorts of reasons that we might feel discouraged, doesn't he? Many reasons why a believer in Christ might feel discouraged in their faith. Discouraged to believe that perhaps God is either not powerful or not loving or not ultimately triumphant. 
But he reminds us, doesn't he, that in all things, we are more than conquerors. Not just that Christ has conquered, but we who are in Christ are conquerors with Christ. So that doesn't mean that we won't face discouragements and difficulties. It doesn't mean that we won't see things in our lives and experience things which might lead us towards doubt in God's goodness or his work in the world. But when viewed from the perspective of security in who Christ is and who we are in Christ, those things which might otherwise have been discouragements can actually build us in our confidence and in our faith in God. So instead of being daunted or discouraged, the challenges we face can actually strengthen us. And as we find that, we will become more and more convinced of God's goodness and the steadfastness of his love for us. Because ultimately, our confidence in Christ is not our confidence in ourselves, but in him. It's not our confidence in the strength of our own faith or our own power, but in God and his goodness and his love and his power, which is shown in its fullness as Jesus himself lays down his life for us. That is the victory of God. That is the love of God shown to us, that he would send his only son to even die for us so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. And in the light of that truth, even in the face of death and persecution, hunger and need, all of the things which Paul lists, we can have confidence because we know the truth of God's character. He hasn't kept what he is like a secret from us, but he has made himself known to us in Christ. At that gives us conviction. That persuades us. God himself came to meet us in Christ, but not only to meet us, but to die for us. Paul became convinced because of what he knew about Jesus, what he knew about God through what he knew about Jesus. And we have the Holy Spirit as Christians too to equip us and to convince us of who God is and to keep us our conviction about who we are in Christ too. And as we come to know our identity as entirely secure through Christ with God, then no external circumstance, however challenging, however daunting, however discouraging, can get between us and the love of God we know that we cannot be shaken, it says elsewhere in the New Testament. We who are in Christ, we are loved by God, who is completely and entirely trustworthy, faithful and true, unchanging and everlasting. On Wednesday this week, as I mentioned earlier, Francis underwent surgery at St. George's in, in Tooting, St. George's Hospital in Tooting, at about almost exactly the time that 40 of us gathered to pray for her, amazingly. The team of surgeons at St. George's are amongst the best in the world. In fact, perhaps they are the very best in the world in what they do. 
the treatment that she has had and is receiving and will receive is of the most high standard, the most excellent kind of treatment that you could, have, you could hope for in the circumstances. The teams there really know what they are doing. They've done similar things before and they will do similar things again. Does that make it any less daunting to be the one facing treatment? Does it make it any less of a worry to be the one needing surgery? Well, I certainly think that in the face of a very terrifying situation, knowing the, the skill of the surgeons, knowing the excellence of those who will be treating you, allows you to put yourself in a position of trust before them. Being convinced that they really do know what they're doing allows you to allow them to do their work. Because of what we know about that hospital and that surgical team, Francis and Jolien were able to put their trust in that team in that very important moment. But, as I mentioned too, 40 of us gathered to pray at the same time. At the same time as being reassured by the excellence and skill and the goodness of the hospital's surgical team, we know that Francis and Jolien are both even more convinced and confident in God's goodness and his ability to help them in their time of need too. We heard, didn't we, from Jolien, uh, those signs that God showed even in the days leading up to surgery of, of his hand over this situation. Being convinced both of the surgeon's skill and excellence, but more so of God's goodness. Being entirely secure allows us to trust being secure in God through Christ, being convinced of the impossibility for any of us who call ourselves Christians to be separated from God's love, despite how the external circumstances might look, gives us confidence that whatever life may, may throw at us, whatever situation we may find ourselves in, today, tomorrow, next week, in years to come, we can face that with peace and hope because we know that God does not change and that his love for us, whatever we face, will remain the same. And as we learn day by day to put our trust in him, perhaps when it is especially difficult to do so, our confidence in him grows and we come step by step to a, pl a place where we can trust that truly, in life, in this life and beyond, God himself is all that we need. And when we find ourselves in that place, we are entirely convinced, as St. Paul was, of God and his goodness, all the complexities that could possibly exist, all the challenges that we could possibly face, are not the things which shape our confidence or knock our confidence, but actually start to build our confidence in Christ. 
It's easy to be confident in Christ when everything is going well. Not so always when things are not. But maintaining that, that conviction and confidence through challenge strengthens its resolve. We see God's presence with us. We see his spirit at work in us and through us and in our circumstances. And we notice the confirmations of God's love for us. And we see that his love does not rely on our circumstances and that our confidence does not need to be because everything is going really well, but is actually lodged entirely in who God is and not on us and who we are or where we are or what might be challenging us at that time. So if I can find for myself reasons to remind myself why I am convinced of God's love and goodness and his, his work in and through me, founded in what Christ has done, then I will find I can more easily place my trust in him day by day at all times and in all places. And as my trust in him increases, that's when our confidence to speak for him increases, our confidence to live for him increases If we find ourselves concerned, therefore, by issues of life and death, illness, surgery, if we're concerned by things that have happened in the past, might happen in the future, if we're worried about people, about situations, about uh, governments, about wars, whatever it may be, if we have any kind of concern... I think when Paul says neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation, that's his catch-all, isn't it? Nor anything else in all creation. If I've missed anything on my list, I've got it now. Anything else in all creation. Nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ. What more do we need to live confidently for him than to know that nothing in all creation can separate us from the love of God in Christ? How do we remind us of these things, ourselves of these things? We know them to be true because they have been revealed to us through Scripture, through Jesus, and are illuminated for us by the Holy Spirit. And in prayer and in reading the Bible and as part of a community of faith, we can remind ourselves and we can remind one another of the truth of this never-changing love of God. And that builds up our confidence breaks down our concerns and allows us the confidence to speak for Jesus and to live for Jesus wherever we may find ourselves and whatever we may face. So in this particular season, perhaps where we might be prone to feel discouraged, we might be prone to feel doubtful, we might be prone to worry, let us learn to put our trust and our faith in God step by step and grow in our confidence through being convinced of his goodness that nothing can separate us from what he, he has shown us in Christ, his great love for each of us, which will not be changed or shaken or moved. So now let me pray for us all. Father God, we thank you for your great love for us which is higher and wider and deeper than we could ever know. We thank you that in Christ you showed us the strength of your love, 
even to the point of giving yourself to the cross, Lord. And we thank you that nothing in this world, height, depth, or all of creation, could separate us who are in Christ from your love. Help us each to really absorb the reality of your love for us, that we might day by day find ourselves more securely held in you, that in every circumstance, whatever we may face, we will be entirely assured, convinced of who you are, what you have done and are doing, and who we are in you. And that really knowing that, Lord, we would be equipped by your Holy Spirit to live and to speak for you, for your glory and your praise and the growth of your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen.